When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hello and welcome to a weirdly special edition of Talking Real Money. The radio show, the podcast, and now for the first time ever, the behind-the-scenes video where you get to live the Talking Real Money podcast in real life in two dimensions with me, Don McDonald, and actually physically here in the Talking Real Money studios in Florida, Mr. Thomas C. Cock, ladies and gentlemen. Or as I like to say it, two huge egos, one small studio. So I had to build a new studio because my previous <laughs> studio was less than one half this size. That's true. And there was little or no chance we could fit both of our egos <laughs> or our huge brains. Or that heads? Uh, huge I'll, brains. Probably. Into the same. <laughs> yeah, we're here. I, I'm in yeah. Florida. This is, I'm in is. all kidding aside, glad to see Don in person in three dimensions for the first time in two years. <laughs> Kind of he weird. came over to the house, the studio's at the house. He came over to the house this morning, sat down at the kitchen table, and we were talking, and I went, oh, man, this is very strange. <laughs> You're like three-dimensional. Because for the past two years and two months, yeah, it's been that long. I have only spoken to this man via FaceTime. Which is a better way to speak to me, frankly. Apparently. So, I so what, I did, what I did for the, for the rest of the day, pretty, I just held my camera up. In front of me, and I talked to him through the camera, made it feel more normal. Oh, please. Anyway, no, it's great to be here. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah, just yeah. come to see you, as you know. I know. So. He came for the soccer game. Yeah, so you can figure out which game. It's not that hard. Uh, well, Oh, did you come for Orlando City B? In oh, there? yeah. Never miss those Orla- Orlando City B Orlando games. Orlando City B. We now have Orlando City B. They yeah. play in Kissimmee. A, a team I probably... Might be on. I don't know. So it's possible. Yeah, that, so that's not happening. No. no anyway. All right. Let's see. Today we have a fascinating topic for you. Oh, by the way, I want to give you the phone number so you can call and join us here in Florida. Pretend you're in Florida, where it's 75 degrees and sunny. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number. Eight five five nine three five. Oh, is it low? Tom needs to boost. I need to boost Tom. Okay, I'm boosting time. Okay, whoa, oh, there we go. Wow. That was a, oh, I just went way up and now okay. I'm back is he down. okay now? Okay, well we'll find out. They'll is let us Tom know. okay? Yeah, we'll let we'll find out. All right then. Yeah. All right, just okay. to make sure that everybody sounds better. Tom's yeah. okay. Okay. Right. And it's the first time you've been in the studio. I know. I this mix is... you. I usually mix you from afar, <laughs> which I is mix you from I mixed close. better from that distance, as you yeah. well know. So, um, okay, so here's the deal: we hate something with a white hot passion. No, not indexed annuities. Although that is one thing we do hate with a white hot passion. Uh, no, we hate stock picking contests. Oh, did I give the number 855 935 talk? I think I started you and you interrupted. That would be typical. Yeah. Um, we don't like we don't like them. We hate them. And it was fascinating because we've talked about them several times. But today in the Wall Street Journal, Jason Zweig sort of took him to task. I, we, we thought Jason, a little wimpy this time, a little bit wimpy. You know, I I wish he had been more affirmative about he sort of he's, he was picking on 
schools that have contests, groups that have contests for young people to pick stocks. And he was talking more about them using leverage, too, which is totally outrageous, completely outrageous. And, and so here's the thing. These stock picking contests. Now, you know that we have said bad things about this for years. Well, Why? It, because Why it teaches kids to gamble. Yeah, no, I mean, it really does. Are you going to teach them, as Jason pointed out in the article, to be drivers by running red lights, to not pay attention to traffic well, signs? So a lot of them do. To take risks that they don't need to. I mean, it's... Well, Why? he even said, teach them to crash their car so the survivors are going to be better drivers. Exactly. They'll know the... the <laughs> okay, that's one. But here's another one. In some of these kids that won these contests, which he points out in his article, they took like $100,000, leveraged it up, and their 100000 was 500000 in a few weeks. Now, do you think, could you or would you be able to stop after you did something like that? I couldn't. I mean, no way. That would be... Wow, I could make $400,000 in a couple of weeks? Again, it teaches the. It, it, this is how uh, gambling addicts are created. You win and you win and you win. And you feel so good about your skills and you're going, well, this can't end. I'm going to be good forever. And then you have an addict. You have somebody who's addicted to stock market gambling, which is no different than gambling on horses or football games or in, in a casino. And we know, we know unequivocally the people that end up with more money use low cost index funds. They hold thousands of stocks. They don't try to pick stocks individual stocks they don't try to time markets they don't pay attention to the latest greatest thing we know that and yet here we are teaching young people the exact wrong uh, thing to do so yeah I, i'm with jason i wish i say you've been a little bit stronger uh this comes up from time to time in my own personal life where i definitely get down on it and when i hear of it i try to stamp it out because this is not teaching children about investing this is truly teaching them about Gambling, no question. And one of the biggest sponsors of stock picking games and a national stock picking championship competition is Simp Sifma, which is the let me make sure I get their their little name right. Sifma is the Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association, a trade group for the stock brokerage industry. They're big advocates. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about their excuse for this, their excusing of this behavior. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome to the show where I um, neglected to turn on Tom's mic. So I come we're all start... this way. I'm like eight thousand miles from home, and I don't even get a microphone. I mean, come on, this is what outrageous. Is this, the Antarctic. I mean, <laughs> okay, nine thousand miles away. Well, the weather's nine thousand miles difference. I'll tell you that mm, much okay. right now. Oh. Hey, uh, um, but on the podcast, they're going to hear you fine. I check the mix. It's okay. <laughs> I'm being just on the radio. The tape delay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never fails, right? Yeah. And by the way, we're we're, if all goes according to plan for all of you listening at home and and the like, uh, I am going to try to turn this into a a a fancy schmancy video where I might even leave some of the some of the breaks in. No, do not leave the break. I I got to remember to. I have all the power. Take it down a notch. I have okay. all the power. All right. Fair so enough. So I might leave all those in. And so check those out on our YouTube channel because we have a YouTube channel. 
Uh, I wanted to mention one thing. The SIFMA, the Securities Industry Finance... This is an industry group. Yeah. yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, that it's promoting buying and selling stocks. Because remember, Wall Street wants you to buy and sell as often yeah. and as fast as you possibly can. Keep it up, you know. The more you buy and sell, the more money they make. Money in motion makes money. Money at rest makes you money. Not them. They hate that. They hate that stuff. So, here's what's the here's what somebody from the industry group says. Uh, uh this is a uh this is a uh woman by the name of Melanie Mortimer. She's the president of SIFMA. She goes uh, it's important that we recognize that simulation plays but a small part. The real focus is the curriculum, which is all about the fundamentals of investing in capital markets. Well, I went to their curriculum, and their curriculum page starts with a, a page that says uh, understanding capital markets and wealth creation for all. The headline of the page, when you click on the link, yes. is tools for enhancing the stock market game. Oh, the old stock market game. <laughs> that they're, yeah. of course, de-emphasizing uh-huh. when they're totally emphasizing yeah. it. They have a vested interest in getting kids indoctrinated into trading. And you, parents, parents, I know your parents, very few children, unless you're the children of the guy who made us use the word cheesecake. Yeah. Uh, parents, listen to me very carefully. Listen, this is very important. If your kids are playing the stock market game, have a fit. Say, why are you teaching my children to gamble? And if your school administrators or the teachers want to argue that point, that this is a legitimate teaching, have them call us. Oh, by the way, I checked SIFMA's website a little further into it. They actually have a cooking class, too. Where they take you out to Burger Master one night, McDonald's one night, Panera Bread. So they're, yeah. they're teaching you some really Wait, fine. Pa- Panera's okay. Okay. Uh, they're like fast food still. So mm. anyway, yeah, this is really awful stuff for young people. Yeah, it's pretty bad. 855-935-8255 is our uh, telephonic number for calling the show absolutely live. And uh, somebody just did it too, thank goodness. Donna. Donna. Yeah. Hi, Donna. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I love your show. Thank you. Um, I'm uh, I've been retired for about five years. I'm soon to be uh, 65. Uh, I'm not collecting Social Security yet, living on my pension and dividend income. And I do have hodgepodgeitis. Um, and I'm looking to. It's curable, Donna. It's curable. It's curable. It's curable. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's yeah. the case. Um, I'm in Fidelity and TD Ameritrade right now, thinking of just consolidating everything with TD Trade, which is also going to be—it's going to become Schwab, I guess, here shortly. Um, <laughs> They're going to and, consolidate uh, for you eventually. Yeah, eventually that TD will be no more T or D. Right, right. But I'm going to take my Fidelity over to over there. To yeah, TD that makes that makes right sense. Now. Sure. Uh, everything's consolidated there. When they become Schwab, then everything will be there in one place. Yeah. And then I want to just go ahead and. Uh, simplify my life and i'm just thinking of reducing it my portfolio to maybe three or four etfs like the uh for instance vanguard total world stock vanguard total total world bond maybe uh, uh an etf that's a, a reit uh, maybe a 10 percent reit uh, another 10 percent um vanguard small cap value and and that's it pretty much you know and then reallocate you know a couple of times a year what do you think? I think that's good. I you hear listen to us. I know it's remarkable, uh, but just to go back very quickly, in not to get too far into the weeds, but 
what do you want your stock to bond ratio to be? Because when you say 10% each of the REITs and small cap value, I want to make sure that fits in the overall stock to bond ratio. What are you, what are you aiming for there in terms of risk and return? Uh, 70-30, and I do have the pension I could depend on. Uh, I'd even go 75-25 even. I have, I have a pretty good risk tolerance. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're Tom. Yeah, it's, actually, I'm eighty twenty. Oh, fine. Because I'm always above average. Uh, but here's the thing. So if it was a seventy thirty, I probably would have the small at ten, and the REIT maybe more like seven. Small knit there. So and then divide the rest up between the U.S. and international fund. Then the thirty goes into the total bond. Pretty good spot though. Can, can you tell he does more of the uh, of the day to day money management? It's like here, tweak this just, uh, just a little, just a little just bit, but just that. I want to have a little more small than REITs. Over time, you're probably going to make more money. The REITs are going to be more of a uh, not perform the same as the stocks. You're going to get some little bit of diversification there. But I think that's a great portfolio. Wonderful idea. One custodian, simple. Create it, rebalance it once a year. Boom, you're on your way. And with that simple stroke. With that, that's all it takes to cure your case of hodgepodgeitis. I pronounce you well. It'd be so freeing if I can pull that off. Yeah. Oh. Thank you so much, guys. I... Yo, thank you Thanks, for listening. Donna. You know, it's a fascinating thing. People have a tendency, once the money's somewhere, yeah. custodian, mutual fund, whatever, that you can't get it back. It's like... No, yeah, it's your money. By the way, if you unless go to... you're that old guy in Spain, who yeah. can't get his <laughs> we'll money. We'll talk about that later. If you, if you, if you. If you're you're moving your money to any of these major custodians, they will help you. Mm-hmm. They 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 want to get the money from Fidelity to oh TD. no, they're, and they're really good at they're it. Good yeah, at they're good at it. And in today's world, I can remember by the way in the late 1990s Hell, sending paperwork then in the sending 90s. paperwork once to move money from I guess I'll go ahead and say it Merrill Lynch to Schwab. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they sent it back to us after about a month. Said this wasn't done right or something. Bunch of but anyway, the whole transfer ended up taking three months. Today it takes literally once the account set up everything. You can do it in about a week. Boom, it's easy. Now, um, if those of you at home watching this video next week are wondering why I keep looking that way, yeah, I'm trying to figure out you're moving all around. In well, here. no, I'm, I'm looking that way because he's blinding me. Oh, with this shirt. It, it, it's it's totally thrown the exposure off on that camera. <laughs> this is a little bit <laughs> your shirt. Literally, it's, it glows of its own. Yeah. Well, it's a, it was a gift, and I love the shirt. So I love the shirt. It's anyway, a vestry shirt. It is a vestry shirt. So, so anyway. that was that's the shirt right thank there. You, Donna, thank you, Donna. Do it. Get on it. By the what? way, if you call if you call the custodian you want to move to, they will generally help you and make it simple. Not always, as you point out. The old guy, the old guy in Spain. Oh, I mean, that's a tragic story. Uh, no, okay, tragic. Well, it's difficult. Okay, it's not tragic. No, all right, Tra- tragic's a yeah, tad I mean, strong. I mean, the guy but... can't. The bank is closed, and he wants to go get his money out, and he has to go online to do it. No, oh, he has to. He has to set up a set up app, an appointment no, online. An app, an app. And that's online. Yeah. Yeah, all right, but he had to set up a new app to go. I mean, come on, give it's the guy a break. Whiny. Yeah, I'm. I'm old, but I'm not an idiot. Let's just leave it. Yeah, at that was that. the name of the article yeah, yeah. in the New York Times and other places. But, but, but whining. That's what he was. He was whining. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 
All right, I'm moving the mic around over here to the other side because uh, we'll uh, take questions in almost any form they're sent to us. We are so easy to question. <laughs> We've never taken one by smoke signals, period. Hasn't happened. I can't see them in Florida. It's I all know. flat. That's true. So it you just know, hasn't There's no happened. mountain. You'd have to do it from an overpass. It's funny. They built these new... They, the overpasses in Florida just keep getting taller and taller and yeah. taller as more people move here. And I was on one the other day coming... And I, I'm on the top of this overpass... And it's downtown Orlando, but I can see all the all of the attractions at Disney. That's like thirty miles away. Wow! It's like the only mountain in Central Florida, and it's an overpass. I'll tell you one thing: they do have a lot of if they don't have mountains, lakes. We do have a lot of you water. You fly in, you just go, God, where's the yep. room for homes in all this? It's just water. We so. we will we will never have a drought. It doesn't appear so, but I don't know if I'd be drinking the stuff out of the lake that's no, outside no, your door no, here. But no, okay, no, it's not very. But if you if you boiled it, it'd probably be okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we take questions a variety of ways. You can call us at eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five, or you can send them in at talkingrealmoney.com, uh, Record them or send them, and we've got so many that have been sent in. We're really going to have to devote like two episodes just to getting through these because we're still in the middle of March. Okay. So here we go. Let's move it. Hi, guys. Absolutely love the show and appreciate all the great information you provide. My question is regarding the proper split of the equity portion of a portfolio between U.S. and international. I know you generally recommend VT for its simplicity, but on a recent podcast, Don recommended a caller split the equity portion 50-50. Okay. It's an approximation. Okay. Anyway, because VT is market cap weighted, it's roughly 60-40. A little higher on the international. No. yeah. It's 60-40 U.S. to international. Yeah, that's what he's saying. 60 oh, okay. U.S., 40 said, international. Yeah. It's actually a little heavier international the last time I looked. like okay. 42 or something. Yep, okay. If I'm willing to put a small amount of effort to keep my split 50-50, U.S. international, as opposed to just using VT, what's the reasoning for keeping them split apart evenly down the middle as opposed to just letting the split be determined by floating ma- uh, market cap weighting over time? I imagine it's something to do with buying the losers a little more and selling the winners a little more. But it seems to me when I buy an index that market cap weighting, I'm buying more winners, less losers. It seems counterintuitive. Buying, loan, selling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, He said he looked it all up and it just got him more confused. Uh, We generally say 50-50 because it's easier. It's easier. And over the long haul, it better represents market cap. In other words... There have been periods of time where it has been about 50% of the value is U.S., 50% is international. The work that we believe in, the academic work, really suggests that being an even split has made you a little bit more money and reduced the volatility just a bit. Yeah. Right now, it's 58.41, Yeah, I which mean, is actually... It depends on whose market cap numbers you're following, because oh. if you take what they're missing, a lot of the super smalls and the emerging markets in this fund. So when you factor those in, the split rises a little bit to to where you've got more international. Good news, by the way, you can buy into Russia. You can't sell, but you can buy stocks in Russia. Actually, now. I looked at my Schwab portal and they said, you're not buying. You're not selling. We're not doing any Russian trades. Oh, you can't buy either. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, so back to this question. There is no correct answer, number one, because the only correct answer we're going to know is in 30 or 40 years. Number two, there are people that say, you know, your money is denominated in dollars. You live in the United States. Let the U.S. be the more dominant part of your portfolio. OK, that might be OK in the long haul, too. Again, we don't know the perfect answer. And 
using Vanguard's very fine Total Glow, I mean, which is an incredible product. Nine thousand stocks, you get it for pennies on the thousand, whatever. I mean, it's so cheap, it's so good. The only thing I don't like seven basis points. Seven now. basis points. I mean, the only thing I don't like is I wish it had a little more small. I wish it had a little more value, mm-hmm. but. That's a niche. But you could tweak those up. Yeah, you could. You could add in a you know an AVUV, for example. I know you've heard me say this before, but that would give you a little more small. You take 20% of the portfolio, do that. He does love his I AVUV, do. oh, it's been a great he? fund. It's been a great he fund. He does. So, but I, I think that's, uh, honestly, in my heart of hearts, I don't think that's something for you to worry about very much. Okay. Period. AVUV, though. A great fund. It's, it's just another variation on an index concept, really. Yeah, it's a little different though than what they've done with. It's a little uh, more aggressive than than Vanguard's small cap value, for example. And remember, it's an exchange traded fund, so it's very tax efficient as well. Before we go to the next break, I've got a little gift for you oh. since you're here in Florida. A little present from one of our. I listeners. thought just spending the time with no, you was no, no, a gift. It's a little little gift from one of our listeners. I just listened to the March 11th podcast. Uh-oh. Where the first caller said to tell Tom he should stop trying to be so funny. (laughs) I love Tom's jokes. Please, Tom, don't change. It's what makes the podcast fun. In case it matters, I'm 51 and have been listening for the past nine months. Thanks. I'm going to say thank you to my wonderful wife, Danielle, for writing in. Thank you, honey. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And just to make all of you in Seattle feel bad, we don't just have sun poking through. There's sun everywhere. And it's what? What's the temperature, John? 79. But I will point out, last night, we did go out rather late for dinner because I got in. Because your plane was late. late. You know, they figured out they needed two engines from Seattle. (laughs) One of the Uh, engines fell off. But but uh, here's the thing. I was loaning Don and his charming wife, Debbie, my little windbreaker coat. It was 65. They were passing it back and forth. Taylor and I were sitting there going, this is like really warm. It was cold. So anyway, yeah. 65. Tough not tough all over. We've lived here now for 29 years. Yeah, you, your yeah. blood is thinned. Yeah, it's really thin. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And we have another question, Tom. Yes. We're going to catch up on these questions one of these days. Do Came it. in from TalkingRealMoney.com. Uh, I am in the process of de-hodgepodging my portfolio. You keep on de-hodgepodging, you folks. Good job. Based on the great information from you two and Paul, there's that Paul guy again. Paul, Paul. He always Paul, manages Paul to sneak yes. into our podcast, doesn't he? Yeah, okay. I don't know. Paul, hi, Paul. Uh, I know what I want my portfolio to end up looking like. Can you please discuss some exit strategies for doing this and address the following? Here you go. This is the following. You good yeah. with this? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I, when you say exit strategy, I think she should call my ex-wife, but yeah, that's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. But yeah. See, okay. there was another okay. one of those jokes. I hope you like that, <laughs> sir. It really wasn't that good, but apparently you like those. I liked it. You liked it, and the guy from North Carolina liked it, yeah, well, who you I pretended was play well in the South Carolina area. Uh, North Carolina, pardon me. A-R-K-K. Oh, my. I, you know, and lunch was just starting to feel good, having eaten it before the show. That's the arc. 
Innovation Fund. Uh, good old Kathy, 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 Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it has sunk so low. <laughs> How low has it sunk? <laughs> Sorry. Do I just suck it up and take the loss or leave it for years because it will come back someday? I am in someday. no rush and it's less than 1% of my portfolio. Oh. In addition to bad jokes, he also sings. That, okay, that 1%? Wait, yeah, 1%. Yeah, okay, we can answer that quickly. Yeah. Sell it. Sell it. By the way, you, you can book... The loss, if this is in a taxable account, for mm-hmm. use against a profit later. Sure, why not? Yeah, carry and forward. And here's the thing. If you woke up today, would you go buy that fund? That's that what I tell people. That is the question. There you go. He like, just, that was. I, I stole it. Yeah, I mean, the answer is no, you would not buy that fund. So get rid of it. Clean it up. Sell it. Now, if you have a huge gain in something and you're trying to get ran across this recently with the infamous barren funds where somebody had a huge gain then you probably gotta live with it for a long time different situation people though we we all have a, a an aversion to to accepting a loss oh big and time selling a fund means accepting that you made a mistake and you have actually lost money you made a bad decision you made a bad and decision you, you have to face up to that so yeah that's hard might as well sure. do it get it done pull, yep. the, pull the band-aid off yank it right off ow and then he continues okay i have an actively managed fund with a 0.68 expense ratio kind of spendy i'm thinking uh it's down and so is the rest of the market so it's a wash <laughs> if i sell it now right thoughts Sell Again, it now and buy something that isn't actively managed. It's 70 basis points. Yeah. I think we just mentioned a fund you can own for seven. Yeah. So isn't that 10 times, times cheaper. cheaper? Yeah. So, I mean. One-tenth the cost. One, thank you. One-tenth. So that's a no-brainer to me, too. Again, is it a fund that you would wake up and buy today? The answer appears to be no. So I would clean it up. Yes. That's all he has. Clean it up. Yes. He repeated himself. <laughs> So anyway, that one's done. <laughs> now, I mean, this is a very interesting because um, with the market volatility, with some of these ridiculously overpriced funds that have lost a lot of value this year, the market as a whole has not. It's it's almost a break even in a global portfolio. Is it really? It's quite close. Oh, it's down about 2% year to date. So we've had two winning weeks in a row. You just sort of forget because it still feels so unsettled from the war, et cetera. But um, so and then people have a tendency to think, well, my, everything's gone down. No, everything hasn't gone down. There's been parts that have actually gone up. So, yeah, the total world might be down more than that because it's down, U.S. dominated. Down five. Yeah. But if you're if you're in a more global fix with more diversification, you're down about two and a, a half. 60, 40, global yeah. 60, 40 is no, going to be down. Well, that's what's a little a over two. A little yep. over two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about yeah. the same. Eight, five, five, nine, three, five. Talk. Call us. We love talking with you, and we love answering questions. It's what we do best and what we do most of. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And the show slash podcast slash possibly video cast, which makes it a super combo cast this time. Ooh, this is like the ultimate combo. combo cast with Tom here in the Florida studios. He's over there. You can see him now because I just edited where it points to him. 
Uh, I'm Don McDonald, and we are taking questions that were sent in via TalkingRealMoney.com. TalkingRealMoney.com, because we would take be, be taking yours if you were calling us, but you're not at 855-935-TALK. I thought you were going to say, because we care. That's why. Well, we do, of course we care. It goes without saying. What, what do you think we're doing here? <laughs> I was waiting for dinner. I heard it was a nice place yeah. outside or yeah. something. I was going to make a pot roast, but... <laughs> Got Debbie, shot down. Debbie decided she wanted to go out to dinner. All right. Well, it's good enough. All right. So that's what we're doing. She she and Taylor, are, my son, who's visiting and have been all day at Disney World, I bet they're going to be tired, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We've been we've been working all day. We have been. We did not go to play at nope. Disney World. Nope. No way. We are devoted to our craft. We didn't want to go. That's the oh, truth. Okay. <laughs> it's crowded. It's spring break. It's packed. Uh you have to make a reservation I know, to ridiculous. go to Disney World. I now. wonder what Walt would say about that. He'd build another park. Probably. Just build another park. Or there that, or that, made, that many people? I'm building another park. Uh, 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. But back to a question that came in from TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. Hi, Don and Tom. Love the show. Really appreciate all the straightforward advice. I'm 43 and have taken your risk quiz and have scored somewhere in the upper 80s. Wow. Uh, and my portfolio is somewhat approximates this with about 85% stock, 15% bonds. I plan to work as long as possible, but with working fewer hours and taking more vacations as I get older. My 15% bond allocation is one-third total bond market, Vanguard, one-third Vanguard total international bond, and one-third Vanguard tips. All of the bonds are in my 401k for tax optimization. Lately, I've been questioning my bond allocation, you and the rest of the world. Yeah, it's a very unusual year where the total bond fund, VBTLX, is down almost 7%, yeah. while the total stock fund is down 39 So you've had both of the major asset classes are underwater, and the bonds have lost but, more. But weird. We have been saying forever that the... The, the the negatively correlating aspects of these kinds of investments do not exist in the short haul. Sometimes internationals and U.S. stocks go up and down at the same time. Sometimes. Sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes bonds and stocks go up and down at the same time. Other times they don't. They don't more often than they do. So. Yeah. No. And. and okay. You're 40s. Is that what I heard? I mean, young. Yeah. Yeah. He's in his 43. Uh, but and I so have more. But you only have 15% of your money in bonds. That's still a small part of your overall yeah. portfolio anyway. But he's but. still questioning his allocation. Okay. Particularly given the recent performance of the I-bond, the Treasury I-bond, that everybody's salivating over because it's yielding seven. seven. Yeah, for but the you moment. But you can only do ten or $10,000 $10, a mm -hmm. year per person. Uh, I would not go performance chasing, he says. So any change I make is going to be long term. My goal with bonds is to temper volatility. And that Good. hasn't worked this year. And hopefully keep up with inflation, i.e. 0% real return. Anything above that would be a bonus. That being said, doing more research into I-bonds has got me curious. Even when inflation is negative, the composite return can't be negative. No, it would be zero. Yep. So the real return can't ever be less than zero. Even with the fixed rate currently being zero, the nominal return is going to be two times the CPA rate because it's set every six months. Am I missing anything? Would I be crazy to start all future bond contributions to solely I-bonds while going to a 100% stock allocation for my 401k? For some context, I also max out my backdoor Roth 
for my spouse and myself and max out HSA and 401k profit sharing while contributing to a Vanguard brokerage account. The total amount contributed per year is around 135k. Thanks for any advice you give. Wait, 135k are going into those accounts? Yes. And you're 40 something? Yes. I'd say worry about nothing because you're a great saver. But um, okay, first of all, I bonds. I know you love them. I do. I like. I think no, they're gimmicky. I, have, I think they're a gimmick. Uh, but they're not a gimmick that really pays seven percent when we have today, inflation today. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for today. I only have a tiny fraction of yeah, my bond no, portfolio. And you can only own ten thousand yeah, each. It's only a little bit. So uh, back to the the question at hand. So if you could have just one type of bond, is that what I'm getting? Yes. Should it just be the I bond? Yes. Wow. I'm going to say no for reasons of diversification, because I, I want see, my bonds to be diversified the same as my stocks. I agree. And, and and even though you have a period here where you have a negative return on your bond funds, the yield on those bond funds as rates rise is rising. Mm-hmm. So you're diversifying your portfolio. Uh, th- there will come a point when either interest rates plateau or even maybe someday fall, but along the way, your rate is going to be rising and you're going to uh, have those higher coupons coming in to make up for some of the losses. And what is the coupon rate now on the VBTLX as we speak? I don't know. I thought you would yeah, know that. Gonna, oh, I thought you had, you had the inflation look. protection. So, I mean, you could use the I bonds as a substitute for the TIPS fund. I think that would be legitimate. Yeah, 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 it would, because the TIPS fund is going to be volatile. Yeah, it's going to move around, and they're, it's a fund, so you're going to have, again, these periods of time where it's underwater. But uh, The the uh, the yield is about, uh, about 2%. Yeah, so, okay. So, uh, you know, that's probably fair. So, yeah, you could take the, the I-bonds, put them in for that, that third of the bond allocation, keep the other third in U.S. and the other third in international, a more of a global. You get some mixed maturities in there, some mixed types of bonds. I think that just makes more sense. Now, this next question, I'm going to send you. Oh, goodness sakes. I'm going to send this one to you because I can't possibly read this on the air. No. Do you see why? What what is that? It's like 80 (laughs) mutual funds. I can't read that. And one. God bless. Okay, we need to put. Just I let people know. I can't do that. If you want that type of work, you're going to have to send. We're going to have to send that to an advisor. Yeah, we can't do yeah. this on the show. I it's mean, just it's too like, lengthy. It's like, <laughs> what do you think it, of these funds? Well, you know, I think some of them are good and some of them not as good. And not only that, it's for an HSA, which. And I just came across. Getting, I came across this today. I came across this today, and you know what I recommended? What What'd the Vanguard remember? Life Strategy Fund? It's like eighty twenty. Oh, it's one, and it's cheap. It's yeah. one fund. It's all taken care of for you. Uh, these are young people in their forties, and just put it in there and don't worry about owning all. I mean, goodness. So sakes. you're talking about the Life Strategy Growth Investors? I believe that's correct. Yeah, investor shares. It was, I forget how many basis points. Not very expensive. It's, it's fairly diversified. 14 basis yeah. points. It's got about a 2% yield it's, and a portfolio that is, in fact, ready, set, um, 77. Yeah. Yeah. So seventy seven percent stock. You don't mess with it. it. You just put it in there, and and honestly, I, I have an HSA. I don't even know how much is invested. I think mine. Yeah, I, th- I have to go in every month or something and and add the money to the stock. Anyway, it's 
lot so, of wasted time and energy. So, I'm forwarding this question to no, you. I am, and I'm just going to go on out on a limb. I'm not going to answer it. No, you're going to give it to an advisor. Oh, okay, because they're asking about no. a various group of funds. And I, no, look how many those funds were. There were I know, like you're going to give it to an advisor. It's okay. just too many funds to read on yeah. the show. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Nuts. It's nuts. It's a lot of funds to read on the show. And what he's talking about is you go to vestry.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. You can give these kinds of questions to our advisors. They will look through. You just send them the, the portfolio. Yep. They'll ask you to send it to them, whatever your choices are. And they'll say, okay, this is what we would suggest you do. And guess what that costs? Mm, zero. Yeah, that's great. It costs uh. zero. Uh, and will you get a sales pitch? No, no. If you want to become a client, we'd love to have you, but you're not going to get one. Tom and Don are talking real money. At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are Watch talking the video. real money. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> no it's, is the answer. No, Mo. Wouldn't be funny. Okay, that, that was oh, a sorry. question. Inside, inside. Uh, no, I'm going to ask, I'll ask the question on not, the podcast. Not, not now, we'll do it later. I don't have time now. I know, now we need to talk about retirement. You need to get your tickets. It's coming up fast. Paul Merriman, Don and Tom, estate planning, housing, Social Security, Medicare, Apollo from Dimensional, all great speakers, one stage Saturday, May 14th in Bellevue, Washington. You got to pay for those because it comes with a sandwich. If you're out of town, want to do it online, hey, you're going to give you a free sandwich. It comes with parking. Parking and a sandwich. It's parking a great deal. Parking and a sandwich. And, and, and Curly will be there exactly. for you right there. Retiremeat.com. Retiremeat.com. You know, your white hair makes you look like you could be Curly more. Stop it. You know, I got the mohair. Come on. Mohair. It's like a mohair suit. You know, <laughs> mohair rug. Uh, uh, yeah, go to retiremeat.com. Retiremeat.com. Spelled either way. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 